This is episode 29 of Caleb's Kung Fu Cinema. Hello and welcome back, everybody. I'm Caleb, your host and your favorite Kung Fu fanatic. We have a very special guest in the house today. He is a huge fan of uh, of today's topic. It is Cal the Kaiju Guy. What's up, everybody? How you doing? What's going on, dude? I mean, I'm just, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> As always. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The, uh... Yeah, this is a this is an exciting episode, and we're actually recording this one week before it airs because I've got a lot of I got a lot of shit coming up. I got Thanksgiving, and then I'm taking a little. The wife and I are taking a little cross country tri uh, trip, so we are uh, we are recording this a week ahead of time because you know got to get it out of the way anyway. Um, yeah, so today's uh, episode we are we are celebrating what is at this time the early 81st birthday of the legendary Bruce Lee. Uh, I think I've I think I've talked enough in the past about uh about how much of an impact he's had on not just my life but everyone else's and uh, his legacy is still very uh very very strong to this day. Uh this episode in fact will air on his 81st birthday like the actual day November uh, 27th. Um so uh yeah this is an exciting time. Cal is uh Cal has not had the opportunity to be here and talk about Bruce Lee in the past. He has been here to talk about blood sport. And he's been here to talk about Cobra Kai, but this time he's talking about Bruce Lee, and uh, and, and it's my understanding, Cal, that Bruce has uh, much like me has been a very huge influence on you. Um, I've got no problem openly admitting to anybody that uh, Bruce Lee saved my life inadvertently, because uh, there was a time in my mid twenties, I would say, that I was going through a very rough time. Um, mental health wise and I still you know as you know I suffer from a few uh, mental health issues uh, namely depression but one of the things that I was going through I'm not going to get into detail with it or anything um, <clears throat> it was pretty bad and it had me in a in a bad spot and I've been a fan of Bruce Lee for I, I'm not even going to try to put a, a timetable <laughs> on it. Like I've just, most of my life I've been a fan of him and I have this, I've got just about every single book he's ever written. Um, and one of them that I have, it wasn't necessarily one that he wrote. It's just a collection of his thoughts right. on certain topics and things like that. And it was called striking thoughts. And I carried that book around with me for, uh, about a year after the thing happened, what happened, and <clears throat> you know, yeah, well, I, right after the uh, the event took place, I was like, I need something to get my mind off of uh, stuff, so I just grabbed that book and you know, uh, basically, like, I don't want to sound sacrilegious, but like, what would Bruce Lee do? Right. <laughs> so, you know, I went, he's got there's sections all throughout the book, like, what his thoughts were on. Uh, relationships and love and food and like just he, there's a topic he had a thought for just about every topic that there was yep. and so I just pretty much used that book as uh, anytime I was going through something uh, I'd be like well what was his thoughts on this and so I would flip through it and read it understand it and all of that and uh, yeah I'm sure it looked kind of weird to uh, a lot of my friends to where like, hey, let's go to Texas Roadhouse tonight, and then everyone else is walking in. And then here I come, and I'm holding 
a Bruce Lee book, and they're like, what you got that for? <laughs> Reading it as you walk. <laughs> yeah, they're like, what you got that for? And I'm like, no, no reason. I'm just carrying it with me. Yeah. And, and they're like, okay. I mean, it became a security blanket for me there for oh, a yeah. while. So, yeah, I openly tell anybody that uh, his philosophies, his teachings, and all of that, well, after he's been dead and gone, like, he's he was still having an impact on at least one guy. Yeah. For sure. So, yeah, his his teachings and philosophies definitely uh, are a reason that I'm still kicking to this yeah. day. That's right. Yeah, and that that's a, that's a great story, and that's something I've heard many different people from all walks of life tell. You know, like you just said, Bruce had a, Bruce had uh, thoughts on just about any subject you could think of. So it's um, it's a it's obviously no secret that that he didn't inspire just martial artists, but, you know, athletes or singers or, you know, or just writers or something like that. So, um, you know, and I, and I, I had a, I would carry uh, his book, uh, the Tao Jeet Kune Do. I carried that thing everywhere, but that was like when I, when I like started like really getting into practicing martial arts and I just, I would just like read his book mm-hmm. and highlight stuff that I thought was interesting and stuff like that. Um, but anyway, uh, today we are going to be discussing what many people consider, uh, Cal himself included, uh, consider to be Bruce's best film. And uh, that is a little movie called Way of the Dragon. This movie is, um, like I said, arguably Bruce's best film. And it's also, aside from Enter the Dragon, probably his most uh, his most notable one, you know, for... Uh, 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 specifically, you know, the, uh, the, the big final battle with Chuck Norris that we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about later on. Um, and you know, the, the fact that this film is set in Rome, which, um, interestingly enough, Bruce wanted the film set in Rome because he felt that, uh, you know, if he, if he, if he, if he put it in a, in this kind of setting and make it a very modern film, everybody would want to see it. It would, it would appeal not just to Eastern, but Western audiences, audiences as well excuse me um and of course you know this was actually the first hong kong film to be filmed in rome which is you know you know again bruce lee you know just 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 setting a trend like for so many different things that followed after him and um and and uh not only did he uh star in the film but he also wrote directed he was a co-producer along with Raymond Chow, and he even did the um, even helped with the music. He did the percussion for the uh, for the I'll say the score of the film, and the score is fantastic. I absolutely love it. Well, the score was one hundred percent his idea. Mm-hmm. Like uh, at first, you know, they wanted to just use <clears throat> a lot of older movies in the seventies, sixties, seventies, a little bit in the eighties. Studios just had music that was stock footage, yeah. basically, and be like, "Here, here's our big giant, you know, library of music you can pick from to have in our movie." And Bruce Lee was like, "No, I, I want a whole different score Dude, done, own, done yeah. for this." So yeah, he he uh, uh, he did the percussions in it and was you know basically responsible for it being an original score as opposed to just something found in a studio library that so many other films were. Uh, had used yeah i can't that. yeah i can't tell you how many uh I, I watch a lot of like classic uh kung fu movie trailers you know like the ones that 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 no. we would see here in the states not you <laughs> yeah me <laughs> who 
who me yes me couldn't be <laughs> uh but uh yeah i i can't tell you how many i've seen where they use the same music mm-hmm. like um like uh the, the music you hear in bruce's uh, first starring uh, like big major starring film the big boss the music you hear in that movie i've seen probably three different kung fu movie trailers for completely different films that have that same music <laughs> <laughs> yep 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 that's just uh <clears throat> that's just how it goes like i've seen you know music um there was a trailer for uh lord of the rings the two towers that came out uh way back whenever uh the two towers was you know gonna be the big movie being released and heard the music from that trailer and then it was like years later i can't even remember what trailer it was but i watched another one and i was like hey (laughs) that's the same music that was in the lord of the rings trailer and yeah (laughs) you know and all that so yeah they they definitely recycle music from time to time but uh uh old bruce was like not gonna be the case for this one Yeah. yeah so uh yeah, without any further ado, we're going to jump right into it. So, Way of the Dragon was released um, on Christmas, or around Christmas time, Christmas time rather, in 1972. It was uh, written and directed and starring Bruce Lee, who, like I said, also did the percussion for the music. Uh, Bruce also did the fight choreography, and this was his directorial debut as well. And this was the first film... Uh, from Bruce's own production company. He had started his own company called Concord Productions and uh this was this was the first film under that la- uh that let label rather. And uh sadly it was also the only film under uh under Concord Productions, uh which we'll get into a little bit later. Um anyway, yeah, so along with uh, Bruce Lee as our star, we've got Nora Meow, uh Chuck Norris, Wei Ping Oh, I think. <laughs> I'm going to screw up these names like usual. I apologize. Uh, we got John Ben, Huang Chung Shin, Tony Liu, Unicorn Chan, who is one of Bruce's uh, absolute best friends. Uh, we got Chin T, the legendary karate champion, Bob Wall, and also a uh, the legendary Hapkido master, Huang and Chick. Um, uh, so, yeah, really, really good cast. Um, and... Uh, it's something that's interesting that you don't see very much. You didn't see it back then, and you don't really see it these days, I don't think. Whenever, whenever you know, the, the stars or whatever of a film are being credited, um, you, you see, like, their ranks or their 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 fighting history because they, they show that in the opening credits of the movie. They show that Chuck Norris was the world karate champion. They show Huang and Chick was a, uh, was a grandmaster in Hapkido. Bob Wall was also a karate champion at the time. So I wish they did that more often. You don't you don't really see that these days. Although you know, if a if like a UFC fighter or something is in a movie, they'll say UFC fighter or whatever. Oh uh, yeah, you know they'll throw that little thing a lot, or like world class boxer or you know something or like that. But yeah, it was pretty cool that he, that he like would specifically be like this is the world karate champion yeah. and all that. So yeah, yeah. So um, so yeah, like we like we had just said, Bruce Lee uh, wrote and directed this film. And uh, something I hear a lot of people say, and I definitely agree with it, something that's special about this movie is that we saw a different side of Bruce Lee. Before this Before this movie came out, we got The Big Boss and we got Fist of Fury. Those two movies are very serious in, in tone, and in, um, the themes of the movie are very dark. There's a lot of violence. Bruce is very... Uh, he's very serious in the movie. He is... Or in those other movies, rather. And he... Um, he plays a guy who's very stern and he's out for revenge and stuff like that. This movie wasn't necessarily that. This was uh this was very much like an action comedy. And Bruce is um 
At the start of the movie, Bruce is kind of, I don't want to sound crass, but he's kind of a bumbling idiot at the beginning of the movie. But then as as things get a little more serious and more intense, you know, whenever we get into the story of what's going on here, Bruce turns kind of like into a no-nonsense ass kicker. And, <laughs> and, and, and it, it's really great. It, it's funny to see like his funny side and then to see like his serious side. I've, I've heard many people say that uh, Bruce, if he wasn't a martial artist, he would have been a stand-up comedian. He was very funny. And, uh, and he's funny in this. He makes me laugh several times. The, the funniest uh, thing to me was whenever, right after they have a big fight in the restaurant and everything, and uh, all the bad guys have been beaten, and then the doors open up, and it's customers that's fixing to walk in. And they're like, yeah. wait, 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 wait. It's customers. And <laughs> he almost like, kicked them. Yeah, he's, he's sitting there. Well, he's like, oh, come on in. And and like, welcome. welcome. He, he goes straight from, I'm going to kill you to enjoy your meal. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, his wife has gone on record. I don't know. I don't, I'm not meaning to, uh, if I jump ahead into your, you know, anything that you were planning on saying, but his wife has gone on record as to say that this is her favorite film of his. Right. Because she says that this was the closest the world got to actually see how he was in real life. Like, yeah. apparently he was not acting all that much. Yeah. In this movie. <laughs> he was like, being he, yeah, he was just being himself. And yeah. there's been numerous accounts of people that met him in real life that even though in a lot of movies, like you said, the other two prior to this one, he was very serious, straight to the point, no nonsense and all that. But in real life, there's been more than one person that was like, No, he was he was hilarious, he was down to earth, he was always in a good mood, had one of the most infectious smiles that anybody could have. So yeah, this this was a very different it was a different side for the audience to see of Bruce Lee, but to people that knew him, it was a more familiar side that they got to see. Right. Yeah. Um so uh so yeah, Bruce, he plays a character named Tong Lung. Tong Lung is uh he has just arrived in uh, Rome, Italy. He is there to help uh help out a family or I don't want to say a family friend of his, more like just a uh uh, she she's the friend of a guy that he works with, basically. Uh, so uh, so yeah, he's in Rome and he's meeting with Chen Qinghua, who's played by Nora Miao. Uh, 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 she's just lovely. Oh yeah, she's great. I love Nora <laughs> Miao. She she is she is fantastic. Uh, so yeah, uh, and we'll call her Miss Chen. You know that that's yeah, what, that's yeah, what he calls her throughout the film, Miss yeah. Chen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Miss Chen. Uh, she is having some trouble at her uh, her family restaurant in Rome. Um, her uncle, who lives in Hong Kong, uh, has sent Tong Lung to help her out. She, uh, Miss Chen wrote her uncle a letter saying, I need some help. And uh, turns out that he wasn't feeling well. He couldn't make the trip himself. And so he sends Tong Lung. And, uh, and, uh, and right at the start, there's some really funny moments. Like while Tong Lung is in the airport, you know, uh, right before we started recording, Cal was talking about... Uh, the the older woman just eyeballing him while he's standing at the like right outside the like the the airport gate or whatever, <laughs> and he's being he's very visibly uncomfortable <laughs> yeah. and he's doing awkward smiles and just kind of like you know he's fidgeting with yeah, his backpack yeah pretty much and everything and uh, I told told Caleb before we started recording I said it's probably the most awkward anyone has ever come to seeing Bruce Lee in real life because yeah. he was just like. You know, his face says it all. Like, why <laughs> are you just staring daggers into me? Like, yeah. what, like what in the world? Yeah. 
and then uh there's a there's a there's a couple other funny moments like one he's walking around the airport trying to find something to eat he scares the he scares the daylights out of this little girl because he doesn't know how to tell her where can I find some food <laughs> yeah that was uh <laughs> that scene like it just looks so like I get that he was like like hey where's some place that I can eat or something yeah. like that but it's just the way it was shot it just seems right it just seems it just seems so out of place. <laughs> like it's literally like he just walks up to some random kid and the camera's like right in his face and he's like <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> the kid's like mommy <laughs> and then he just takes off running. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, uh so yeah, uh Tong Lung, he finds his way to a uh to a, a a nice restaurant in the airport, goes in and uh he <laughs> This is so funny. He he's like does he doesn't know how to tell the waitress what he wants. He's like saying eggs, you yeah. know. And she's like, huh? <laughs> Which you know that waitress she needs to quit. Yeah, <laughs> let's be honest here because I think the thing that they were trying to make it to her like it was throwing her off was he was going eggs, yeah, or something like that. And she's just like, I don't know, yeah. I don't know. Like, lady, if you're in the food service industry <laughs> and someone is looking at you and going eggs. Yeah. That's not difficult to figure yeah, out. He wants, he, he wants some eggs. Yeah, yeah. That, that's it. So, yeah. you know, you look like you're past retirement anyway. You yeah. need to you need to go. Yeah. So anyway, uh yeah, the wait the waitress ends up bringing him like five bowls of soup because he just pointed at the menu. He's like uh-huh. Yeah, and just like going up and down, so, looking at all. Yeah, so she was just kind of like, "Okay, he wants all of it." So yeah. she brought him all of it. <laughs> One of everything. <laughs> and uh and um, we were, uh, again, like right before we recorded, we were talking about like the different versions of this movie because when I was a kid, I had a VHS tape of this movie, which, you know, it was uh, in the States. It was called Return of the Dragon. And um, it was a it was a gift from my uncle, but he bought it for me. And um, something I something I realized after seeing like the original cut of the film, I don't know why, but they completely cut out the soup scene in the VHS that I had. I don't know. I mean, like, it, like it's I, so weird. <laughs> like I said, whenever we were talking, editing is is very strange. Specifically, whenever it comes from like foreign countries, and just to use an example, I'll use a uh, Pokemon as an example. I don't know how if you've ever really watched a whole lot of the anime show, not really the a movies, little, a little bit, but um, anytime like the main cast, you know, Ash, Brock, and Misty, they get ready to eat. You see them eating whatever it is that they're eating, and then all of a sudden Brock will yank out this box and he'll open it up, and he's like, "Time for dessert." And whenever he opens it up, it's 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 rice balls. Like you <laughs> you can absolutely see that it's rice balls. You know it's rice balls. Mm-hmm. But Brock is like, "Who wants a jelly donut?" <laughs> and whenever they bite into it, they don't edit any like red jelly on the inside or just anything like that. Balls. Yeah, it's just they're eating rice balls. But for some reason, censorship was basically like, oh, we can't call it that. <laughs> Let's call it jelly donuts. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, so yeah, like I, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't get it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that the only thing I can honestly logically think of is that maybe they had to. uh Cut down on the runtime, probably a little bit, and they were just like, "Let's just cut out some some nonsense scenes, like oh, him going into the restaurant, having confusion over eggs, and then eating soup. That seems like something that you should cut. But if you were going to cut that, you could have at least cut 
him walking into the restaurant and walking out. Yeah. Because the version you saw was just like, oh, he's going into this restaurant. Literally two seconds later, he's walking out of the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So, um, so yeah, uh, after, after leaving the restaurant, uh, Tong Lung, he runs into Miss Chen and, uh, you know, m- much like the, or not much like, but similar to the older woman who was just eyeballing him earlier, Miss Chen sees Tong Lung and she's, you know, thinking, what is this guy's deal? She like looks up and down at what he's wearing. He looks very unassuming, you know, and like we said, you know, he, he at first he kind of comes off as just kind of like a, like this, 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 I don't want to say backwoods. It's probably not the proper term. It's like this, like this, this backwoods kid from Hong Kong. I think it'd be safe to say he was backwoods. Yeah, because like he's just not used to being in like a big massive city. And all yeah, that kind the, of stuff, you so. tell by like the way he dresses. That's something everybody was like looking at him. Like, why are you dressed like that? Yeah, so yeah. I, I don't think that's out of line yeah, at all. And um, so uh, so yeah, uh, and this also kind of starts a running gag in the movie. Like with it, within the first several minutes, where Tong Lung keeps needing to use the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, that was that was strange. Yeah, like, you know, you you see it for the first time, and you kind of think like, okay, this is just going to be this weird, quirky little thing that he has, but it's just like it happens twice, three times actually, oh, or three times, yeah. and then is just like, mm, nah. yeah, like, <laughs> that's it. We're just never going to mention his uh. His intestinal issues again, yeah. like you know, okay. <laughs> like there's, yeah, like r- right in this scene, um, Miss Chen, like she asks him, uh, she says, she's like, like she says, so do you know my problem? And he says, you can tell me later, but first, please tell me where the toilet is. <laughs> like I just then, ate five bowls of soup. I've yeah. got to go. <laughs> yeah, and then, um, and then like later on when they're in Miss Chen's apartment, she says, uh, is there anything you need? You can tell me. And then he goes, can I use your toilet? <laughs> And then when we see him again later, when they go to the restaurant for the first time, he asks, uh, he asks one of the guys, he's, he goes, hey, where's the John? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he disappears whenever they needed him the most. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, anyway, uh, Miss Chen, she tells Tong Lung that, uh, that, uh, so she has a restaurant in Rome and, um, the, uh, this Italian gang is trying to force her to sell the property to them. Which, by the way, this is the most unintimidating gang yeah. you will ever see yeah. in your life. Every time I watch the movie, especially the big, the heavier set one with, yeah. the, with the longer black hair and the beard and everything. Mm-hmm. I guess he's kind of like the ringleader of, yeah, the, he's, lo- of he's, the little lowly dudes. Yeah, he's definitely like one of the higher level guys. Yeah, and I'm just like... They couldn't have found anybody better to play that part. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and so, um, so yeah. Anyway, she, uh, yeah, she's got this gang that's forcing her to, uh, to, um, to sell the restaurant to them. Uh, and there's a funny line whenever she tells Tonglo. She says, "I," she says, "I wrote my letter. I wrote a letter to my uncle because I was hoping he would send me a lawyer, but instead he sent you." And Tonglo's <laughs> like, "Hey, come on, <laughs> like, don't be so polite." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, um, and so, uh, a, f- a few different, uh, a few different, uh, hijinks in, in, in ensues. And, uh, you know, we see, uh, they, they go to the bank, Tong Lung, like, has to, like, get some money transferred into, like, Rome's currency, but he's, 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 like, being very rude to the bank teller. He's like, I don't trust this guy with my money. He's just, he's just that big, you know, like you said, that little backwoods guy. Yeah. Don't trust the big city stuff and everything. Yeah. And, 
they're like, how much do you need? And he's like, oh, just 20 bucks. Yeah. Like, really? You're in the city and you're going to be there for an extended amount of time and all you want is $20? Yeah. And he hands them this massive wad of cash. Yeah. Where they're like, is that enough? Like, yeah. and that happened. It's 1972, though. Yeah, I mean, like, who knows what 20 bucks was back then? <laughs> I mean, well, you know, that even happened during the restaurant uh, after he ate the soup and yeah. everything, and the waitress came. He just yanks out some money and is like counting a few it bills and just it. hands it all to her, and she yeah. just took whatever it was. And then he just, it was like, oh, okay, I guess I, I keep yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, like, for all we know, he doesn't even know how to count money. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then he, uh, yeah, Tong Lung, he also, like, kind of unintentionally ends up with a prostitute which <laughs> which was very random um it was extremely random yeah like they're <laughs> him and miss chen are sitting at that fountain and miss chen is like telling him you know how to behave in the big city you know and how to have like nice manners like she's like not everyone you meet is gonna try to mug you or whatever you know if someone's if someone like comes up and puts their arm around you you know they're being friendly you should do the same you know and then the, this, this random woman shows up and like she comes and sits next to him and puts her arm around him, and then he does the same. Miss <laughs> Chen just gets up and leaves. She's all frustrated. <laughs> yeah. She's like, "Oh my god! Like, how dare you do what I just said?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Wait, where are you going?" And yeah. then you know, poor guy, because he just doesn't. He's so unassuming. She's just like, "Come on back to the room with me." And he's yeah. like, "Okay." <laughs> you know, and he just goes, and she's, you know. The audience doesn't know yet at this point what she's doing or yeah. anything like that. And it's like, just uh, like I said, he's so unassuming. He just got brought back to the room by a prostitute and she went into the back to make herself more uh, presentable or more comfortable, as they like to say. <laughs> yeah. And his go-to thing was like, well, I'm, I'm just going to practice some martial arts real quick. Yeah, you, you know, <laughs> shadow boxing in the mirror, throwing kicks. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Uh, and then, like, right in the reflection of the mirror, you see the woman just pop out. She's completely topless, and he's like, whoa. And he's like, whoa. He just opens the door, and out he goes. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, and so, uh, so anyway, Tong Lung, he, he heads back to Miss Chen's apartment, and this is where he meets. Uh, so, uh, in the uh, in the original Mandarin dub of the film, the this character's name was Chuen, but um, in the English dub, his name is Akun, which... Uh, Funny, uh, funny enough, uh, is a character from um, from the Big Boss. Like there was another character in that film whose name was also Akun. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, he meets a. Uh, we'll call him Chuen. That's his original name. Um, he meets Chuen, and uh, Chuen takes him to Miss Chen's restaurant, and this is where we meet Uncle Wong, who uh, <laughs> who I love. Like he he's a great character, and. Um, and like towards the end, you know, we'll get to the twist eventually. But like this, uh, yeah, this this is a great character. I love Uncle Wong. But anyway, um, and, and uh, and he has some funny moments, kind of like where he's just like in despair or whatever. Because they walk in and they see the restaurant's completely empty, and Tong Lung's like, he's like, "Hey, where, where's all the customers?" And Uncle Wong's like, "Nobody comes in here anymore." <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm not really trying to say this uh, from like any form of racism or anything, but. One of my favorite things about, like, Chinese martial arts films or Japanese martial arts films is that they overact so much whenever it, oh, comes, yeah. when it comes to, uh, like, tragedy mm -hmm. or something like that. You know, they'll be dead serious and everything else, and then whenever something just like that, like, where's all the customers? Instead of just being like, 
Nobody comes in here. And like he's like, he's like, oh, like, nobody comes in here. And like he's starting to cry, putting his arms like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like that is just. He's like, like nobody dares come in here anymore. <laughs> it's so over the top. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, there's a movie called The Five Deadly Venoms. It's an excellent movie. I did an episode on that. But there's a there's a scene where one of our main heroes, his friend dies, and he laughs. Like, like, it's a very awkward laugh. <laughs> like, he just has, like, this blank stare on his face, breaks out into laughter, and then immediately goes back to, like, serious face. It's it's so funny and very off-putting. So, anyway, um, yeah, and then, uh, then this is also where we meet all the, uh, all the waiters in the film, which, um, uh, uh, two of them were played by Tony Liu and Unicorn Chan, but, you know, we have, we have some of the waiters. There's Tony, Jimmy, Thomas, Robert... And, uh, and Achuan, um, they, um, like I said, they're all waiters in the restaurant. They're all practicing karate. You know, they all, they all took up karate so, to, so they can deal with the gangsters who keep coming in, but it doesn't really seem to be doing them any good as we'll see later. <laughs> um, Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and, and, uh, you know, this is also where they where you know, where we get a conversation between Tong Lung and Chuan. They talk about Chinese boxing and, uh, you know, and, and again, this this is a in this movie. This this was a uh, another movie or, or an example rather of uh, of Bruce Lee like using his real life opinions and philosophies and stuff like that. He says because you know he asks Twin uh, you know if he practices karate with them, and he says he says no, I don't do foreign martial arts. And he says it doesn't matter if it's foreign, you know, if it, if it helps you in a fight, then you should use it. it doesn't matter where it comes from, and. Um, <clears throat> And uh, anyway, so yeah, like all the waiters, they come up and they greet Tong Lung and uh, and and uh, you know they they're all saying he doesn't look so tough, you know, <laughs> which we'll see later. And um, uh, and they're fixing to like start practicing on the pads, you know, because they want to see how tough he is. And um, before they can, some customers come in, and uh, before they can even order their food, the gang shows up. And uh, the gang is led by a guy named Mr. Ho, who's played by Wei Ping O. And he, um, and uh, uh, they, they come in and they intimidate the customers and make them leave. And, th- and th- this was also what happens right whenever Tong Long goes to the bathroom. It was like, this is that moment when they needed him and he wasn't there. And uh, <laughs> and it's funny, like, whenever he goes into the bathroom, he, like, stands on the toilet, like, squats, like, right on it. And then this dude walks in and sees him and he just closes the door. <laughs> Um, so anyway, yeah, uh, Mr. Ho and the gang, they, they tell Miss Chen, they, they come in, they're saying like, 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 what's your decision? You know, we, we want an answer and they're saying, you know, please give us more time. You know, we like, we, we don't know if we want to sell the restaurant yet. And, um, and, uh, Mr. Ho tells them, he says, okay, we'll be back. We'll be back later tonight for your answer. And, um, later that night, some other gangsters show up, and none of them are the ones that we saw earlier. They're completely different ones, and uh, this and they're led by the guy you were talking about, the one with the beard and the long hair, who's not intimidating at all. With the worst fighting stance I <laughs> yeah. think I've ever seen in a martial arts film. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, uh, and, and uh, and there's a funny moment too, like with a, I don't know is. I don't know the character's name, but it's the black one in like the all red. You know, he um, he's a he's, walk, like, he's a walking cartoon. Yeah, basically. he's like he's like I'd like some Chinese spare ribs. 
and and uh, Jimmy, who's probably Unicorn Chan, uh, Jimmy's like, <clears throat> like Chinese spare ribs. What? <laughs> he says, "You don't know what Chinese spare ribs are." He's like, "Well, let me show you, man." <laughs> and then he and then he like he like just punches him right in the ribs, and um. So, uh, uh, Jimmy, he like asks them, he's like, Hey, you want to step outside? So they, they, they walk out through the back door into this back alley behind the restaurant. And, uh, Jimmy decides to fight first. He fights the, uh, fights the, you know, the big, the big leader, you know, and, um, and promptly gets knocked out with one hit, <laughs> which I love because right before it happens, he takes his watch off and hands it to, mm-hmm. hands it to Tony. And he's like, he's like doing like, he's, he's like, war- he's, he's warming like, up. Ah! He's warming up and everything. You can see the strain in his face. He's yeah. concentrating so hard and all that kind of stuff. And then just pow. Yeah. Just gets boom, knocked down, out of the big round. Down for the count. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, so yeah, Jimmy he gets knocked out, and Tong Lung decides he's gonna step in there, and um, and this is one of my favorite moments. Whenever he he says he says we'll show him Chinese boxing, and Chuen's like yeah Chinese boxing, <laughs> and um, and so yeah Tong Lung he he fights this dude and knocks him out with one kick, or first he kicks him in the back, and then he says you know Dragon seeks path, and as a spinning back kick, Dragon whips his tail. Which is one of my favorite lines of all time, and um, and then he fights the the cartoon character is what we'll call him. Yeah. <laughs> he, he walks in there and he's like got the boxing stance. He's throwing jabs. Um, Tong Lung promptly knocks him out, and then he takes out the other two. And um, and, and again, you know, this is this is whenever we kind of see that transition to where you know Tong Lung is not just a just this useless clown. He is a very, very skilled fighter. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, uh, and, uh, funny enough, Miss Chen's like the, the way Miss Chen talks to him and treats him completely changes. <laughs> like oh, yeah. earlier, she, <clears throat> she just like earlier, every time she saw him, she was just like shaking her head in disappointment and acting so annoyed by him. <laughs> That's where the bathroom is. She's rolling her eyes and everything. Yeah. Like, who is this clown that got sent to me? Yeah. And then she finds out like, Oh, he could kill me with his index finger. I better be a much, much nicer to him <laughs> from here on out. Yep. And so, um, so, uh, the next day, um, we're back at the restaurant um, you know, and, uh, all, all the waiters like Tony, Thomas and Robert and all of them, they're all talking about how great Tong Lung was. Jimmy, on the other hand, is very jealous and acting very unimpressed. And, um, and, uh, so Tong Lung shows up, they go out, to, they go out to the back alley again, you know, so that they can, they can see what else he can do. Cause they're saying you were too fast yesterday. We couldn't see what you were doing. How about you demonstrate some more for us? And, uh, Jimmy's like, um, uh, this is funny. He says, uh, he says, oh, everybody's been talking about how fast and powerful you are. I didn't see any of that last night. Like, yeah, because you got knocked the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> you like, were unconscious. You were literally the first one to drop. Yeah. So you, He's like, I didn't see any of that. You were sucking on your thumb <laughs> while he dismantled an entire gang. And you're going to be like, well, I didn't see anything. Well, yeah, yeah. you was counting sheep, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um... So, uh, and this is where we get one of those very iconic moments of, uh, Tong Lung. He, uh, he, uh, he kicks the dudes holding the pad. He kicks them right into that, uh, that big stack of boxes. It's one of Bruce Lee's most iconic scenes. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows that scene. Oh, yeah. And that was 100% real, too. Mm-hmm. Like, he, 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 like, straight up kicked that dude all the way into those boxes. And, um, 
you know, and all the waiters are like, oh, that was great. Like, like we're going to give up karate. We want you to teach us Chinese boxing. And so... Um, and they all decide to, uh, to remove their shirts. Yeah, they all take like, their knees off. Like, yeah, we're giving up karate. Well, we're giving up karate and we're going to learn uh, your style. And they all, the first thing that they do in unison is just like, <laughs> let's take off our shirts. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like let's ditch the geese. Here we go. Um so anyway, uh, later that night, Miss Chen and Tong Lung head back to uh, head back to the apartment, and wouldn't you know it, there is a guy with a gun sitting in a chair waiting for them, and uh, he's also working for uh, for this boss, this uh, this mob boss, we'll say, who is wanting the restaurant sold to him. Um, he try uh, he he like he uh, he's sitting there, and he's saying, "My boss wants to see you." Uh, but Tong Lung, he throws a, throws a dart at him and hits him right in the hand and then just beats the shit out of him and then drags him out the door. <laughs> Which, by, by the way, listeners, there, there's a reason he has darts. If you haven't seen the film, don't think that he just walks around randomly with darts. Yeah, we see him making them. <laughs> like, yeah, he makes them because at one point he, uh, he asks, can he purchase a gun? Which then the line, and this must have just simply got lost in translation or something that, uh, Miss Chen gives him makes zero sense whatsoever mm-hmm. because uh he's like hey can i buy a gun here and she said of course any anyone can. like any local citizens can like he's not a local citizen like that's the <laughs> thing though so like how are you gonna be like oh yeah of course you can just you just gotta be a local citizen oh the guy that you literally went to the airport to pick up he's not a local citizen <laughs> and so yeah so the next time we see him, he's making darts. He's like, okay, well, if I can't get a gun, I'll just make darts. And so yeah. for the rest of the movie, he has an endless supply of darts. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, he takes out the gunman, drags him out the apartment. <clears throat> and then in the next scene, this is where we meet the boss, who's played by John Ben. Um, and, uh, and and obviously he the gunman is sitting there. I love how the gunman's like all bruised and bandaged up, and he's just like sitting there looking so disappointed in himself. <laughs> and um, and the boss is like he's like he's like you are good for nothing. You hear me? He's like, what I like, I get, and I want that restaurant. And uh, Mister Ho is sitting there, and he's telling um he's telling uh the boss he's saying uh he's like I found out they're being helped by a man. And the boss is like one man, like only one man. And he says, yes, but this man knows Chinese Kung Fu. <laughs> and then uh, and then we immediately jump to uh, to Tong Lung, like, just flexing and training and stuff like that. And this is, like, where, you know, this is another very iconic moment. Everybody knows the scene where, where Bruce Lee is just yeah. standing there flexing and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, Spreading out his back muscles like he's a freaking cobra or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Like, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I was in that good of shape. Um so uh so yeah anyway uh you know he he's he's training you know and then he eats a little bit then him and miss chen go sightseeing while they're sightseeing the gang has and and it's like pretty much every person in the gang now it wasn't just like a few of them at a time it's like the whole gang now and they they just they just storm the restaurant and they start beating up the other uh the other workers like uncle wong and uh and Chuen, like because they want to know where tong lung is and this is uh, one of my one of my favorite like comedic scenes in this movie happens whenever the gang is in there. All the waiters run out, and one of them takes his shirt off, and they like all get into their stances. And then the big dude pulls a gun, and they just all throw their hands up. <laughs> I love that. Uh, and uh, 
<clears throat> and what's funny is uh, Chuen even asked them that earlier. He said, what good is your karate against guns? Like, this is exactly what happens here. Um, so, um, well, he, he, uh, he put that in the movie because there's a few times in uh, interviews that he did where, uh, you know, he, he pretty much made fun of the genre itself, mm-hmm. like the kung fu genre and everything like that, because it's like everybody is just automatically a hand-to-hand fighting expert yeah, and all that kind of stuff guns. but like nobody just thinks well let me just yank out this pistol and just put it into this right here and now yeah so he he threw that in there specifically to, to make fun of the genre yeah. of like like this could be over in a heartbeat yeah. <laughs> like if it was real life but yeah. you know movies are to entertain us not to make sense yeah exactly so, <laughs> so uh so anyway, uh, Tong Lung and Miss Chen, like uh, after their after sightseeing, they uh, they return to the restaurant, and then uh, the boss um, he uh, he has Mister Ho give him a plane ticket, tell him, and you know, trying to like force him to go back to Hong Kong and stay out of their way, um, um, and then uh, he tells uh, he tells the uh, his uh, his thugs to you know take him out back. And get rid of them or whatever, which is weird because they just gave him a plane ticket and said go back to Hong Kong, but then they're saying take him out back and kill him. There's so much about this whole yeah. scene that doesn't make any sense to me. Like to me, one of my favorite comedic lines of the movie happens at that moment whenever he walks in, and you know, there's some of the thugs are waiting at the door. They grab, they grab Miss Chin. One of them just punches him. A cartoon character just punches yeah. him, and <clears throat> like Bruce Lee just kind of looks at him. And the cartoon character just like in the strangest little voice that the dub acting like the dub actor could have done was like, "You better step out, baby," or something like that. And I was like, "What yeah. was that?" Yeah. Like, <laughs> I love the way he says, "Close the door." It's like, "Close the door." Close the door. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. So um. So yeah, they take Tong Long out back, and um, and uh, the big guy's like saying, he, like Tong Long's got his hands up, and uh, he keeps saying, "Put your hands down," but he won't do it. And then he just elbows him like right in the right in the groin, and then he picks up a staff and starts fighting back. Like I said, there's so much about that scene that just doesn't make any sense. Like here's here's the ticket, leave us alone. But now take him outside and get rid of him. Yeah. So they take him outside, have him at gunpoint, like. His hands are raised, and they're like, "Put your hands down!" Yeah. Like you know, like you know, there's just so much. Yeah, it's okay though because now we get a really incredible fight scene. After that, I love this fight scene. It's probably, oh, yeah. if not for the Chuck Norris fight scene, this is probably my favorite. Um, I would say it's my third favorite. Uh, yeah. My uh, the Chuck Norris fight scene is obviously everybody's favorite whenever mm-hmm. it comes to this movie. But um, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll when we get to it, I'll mention what my, yeah. <laughs> uh, what, my what my favorite is. Yeah. So um, so yeah, uh, Tong Lung he he uh, he picks up a staff and he starts fighting back. The bigger guy he runs back in through the restaurant. He's like, "Boss, that bastard got away." See again, more parts <laughs> about it that doesn't make any sense. It's like he got away. Like no, he didn't. He's, he's literally like, he's right there. <laughs> like he hasn't gone anywhere. He's right there, and you just left the battlefield. Yeah. To run back to your boss to be like, he got away. And then, <laughs> then just, the boss says, this very nonchalantly, the boss is like, 
We'll go get him. Yeah, he says, go and get him, but no gun. Like, yeah, and then the guy just turns back around, and he's like, okay, and then yeah. runs back out. So you're like, why even run in and tell the boss that he yeah. got away if you were just going to run right back out there anyway? So yeah. it's not like, it's not because you were afraid. Yeah. You literally just wanted to be a tattletale in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> boss, boss, he, he got away. I don't know what to do. Go and get him. But no okay, gun. I'm coming. <laughs> okay, I'm on it. Yeah. And um, so anyway, yeah, um, the whole rest of the gang comes out there to fight him. And Tonglin breaks out not one, but two pairs of nunchucks. Which, and, yeah, like, when you first watch the movie, you kind of be like, okay, this is a stereotypical Bruce Lee thing where he just randomly removes his shirt when yeah. he's getting ready to fight. But then, you know, you sit there, then he yanks out the two pairs of nunchucks, and you're like, okay, he he apparently had them, like, in his pants or something the like that. Time. And so he <laughs> had to take off his shirt to be able to get used to, um, to have access to them. But yeah. then, like you said, begs the question... How long has he been walking around with those things back there? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, like he, uh, a couple of them run out there. He pulls out one pair, then even more run out there, and he just pulls out the second pair. And um, I remember, I remember when I was a kid, like he pulls out the one, and then the second pair come out. I was like, oh shit! <laughs> it, was, it was the equivalent of everybody that's my age. Whenever we watched uh, the Phantom Menace for the first time, Star Wars, the double bladed lightsaber, and Darth Maul ignites one side, and everyone's like, oh. Oh, okay. And then when he ignites the other side, like every eight, nine year old kid was just like, What? <laughs> yeah. A double bladed lightsaber? This is the most amazing advancement of technology that's ever been invented. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's the same thing yeah. in this. It's like, I got one pair of nunchucks. And everyone's no, like, Well, we two. got more guys. And he's like, Well, I've got two pairs of nunchucks. <laughs> oh, no. And everyone's like, Oh, God, <laughs> what are we gonna do now? Bruce yeah. Lee with a pair of nunchucks in each hand, mm-hmm. unstoppable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and 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 this movie, this, this scene, rather, excuse me, this scene has like so many other funny moments. Yes, particularly from the bigger dude who just keeps saying "get him." He's not doing anything. He's, he's just standing back there, going "get him, get him." He's get holding. Him. He's holding a staff. Yeah. in a defensive, like defensive slash offensive stance. Yeah. And every time Bruce Lee wrecks somebody, he just looks at the next guy. He's like, get him. Get him. He he, he jumps in. He gets wrecked in two hits. He looks at the next guy. Oh, go get him. Yeah. So, you know, he goes and gets him. And the part that I laugh at every single time I watch it, and you have to watch the terrible dub version to be able to get this, is whenever it's just him that's left. And Bruce Lee is just looking at him, and he just, in the most sorry... He hasn't had much of an Italian accent at all in any other time he's been in the movie. And then in the most stereotypical Italian accent that the dubber could possibly do, he just goes... Mamma mia! <laughs> and he tries to he tries to run away, and he makes it like a total of one step. Yeah, and Bruce Lee just jumps right in front of him. Yeah, <laughs> um, I love when a uh, one of my favorite moments in this movie or scene rather, excuse me, one of my favorite moments in the scene is when uh, the dude, um, like the, the the taller white guy with the longer hair, he's like wearing the blue shirt. He walks up, and Bruce just smiles at him, and then he lunges at him, but then he knocks him out with the with the nunchucks. I love that. I love how he just like they're staring at each other, and then he just smiles at him. <laughs> That's a total mood breaker right there. Um, Are you talking about like the little ringleader guy? 
No, um, so he, uh, uh, the, the leader, he pushes this dude up. He, like, kind of shoves him, and he goes, get him, and, um... Oh, uh, okay, He's I wearing, remember. like, a blue button-up yeah, yeah, shirt. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. remember what you're talking about now. Yeah. Now, the little ringleader guy, he had his own little funny moment about getting knocked out. Yeah. Because he gets... He picks up the nunchucks. He picks up a pair of nunchucks, and he just, you know, he just very unskilled like tucks it under his arm and he's holding it in the wrong, With the hand. wrong hand so he swaps hands yeah <laughs> and then bruce lee just like lunges at him and he swings his nunchuck like in a downward motion coming up hits himself in the face and then bruce lee just like yeah. <laughs> and then puts him down yeah this this movie's uh, uh this movie has very funny sound effects too like in the scene you hear like whenever he hits him it, it makes that like that like bass drop sound. I don't know what you this call movie it, but... is just as funny as it is good with action yeah. and everything. Like, yeah, I mean, it's not classified as a comedy movie, but there's enough, and it was intentional comedy. It wasn't mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff that happens sometimes, like where it's oh, oh, it's a, it's so bad, it's funny kind yeah. of thing. Like they intentionally wanted to make it funny. So yeah, this is legitimately like an action comedy. Yeah, but he didn't label it as a comedy, which. I don't know why, because yeah. it's freaking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So, um, see, after Tong Lung dispatches of all these guys, he heads back into the restaurant. I love whenever he sees uh, he sees the guys, and they're and again they're trying to convince Miss Chen to sell the restaurant to them, and he just walks in. And he goes, "Hello," and then he throws darts at them. He just throws darts. You <laughs> yeah. know, the unending supply of darts yeah. that he now has. Like, he like pulled them out of his shoe. It's too. like it's like in sci-fi original movies, like those terrible, terrible films like Komodo versus Cobra. Oh, yeah. Or something like that, where this one random guy yanks out a pistol that you know holds at like max ten rounds. Yeah. But in this hour and a half movie, it's just bang, 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 bang. <laughs> he never puts another clip in the gun. He never and then he'll always only run out of ammo at the very end. When there's like 10 minutes left in the movie, then all of a sudden, click, like, oh, man, if you wouldn't have pulled that trigger 376 (laughs) times before this moment, you would have had more. But yeah, Bruce Lee is like that. Like, he made his darts, and he's just got them stored in different parts of his body or or whatever. (laughs) Just whenever he needs them, he's like, oh, I've got darts. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then... uh, so yeah, he, he he kind of provides the distraction to everybody. The waiters get up and they all start fighting back. The boss and Mr. Ho, they try to run out the door, but uh Tong Long he throws his nunchucks at him and like they wrap right around his hand, which I don't think that would happen. If That's, he threw them, it would just hit him in the hand or whatever. Yeah, like, <laughs> n- n- nunchucks are not meant to yeah. like subdue opponents. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> yeah. so um See, and, and then we get, uh, this is one of my favorite lines in the movie. So, um, he throws a nunchuck at the boss. The boss, and he, t- he like, motions to the boss to come back down. And the boss walks up to him, and, and Tong Lung, he tells Mr. Ho, he says, Let him know, if I see him here again, he won't leave alive. <laughs> and he and he's, like, pretend, he, he's not punching him, but he's, like, throwing a punch just to scare him, but he's not actually hitting him. Yeah, but it looks so weird. Yeah. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> and I love whenever they walk down, um, he grabs his tie, you know, and just kind of like just, just like pulls it out. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, what what more would uh, upset a businessman than two things? One, taking his money, 
or two messing up mess, messing up his wardrobe, <laughs> like you know, because they just they want to look nice and spiffy at all times, and so he's just like, oh, that's a nice tie you have there. It's a shame if someone untucked it. Yeah, you know. Like, yeah. So. Um, <laughs> So yeah, uh, Tong Lung, he, uh, yeah, he, he tells the boss not to come back and, uh, and they, and they all, they all leave. And this is the moment you were talking about, um, whenever some customers are trying to walk in as yes. the gang is leaving, the customers walk in and Tong Lung almost kicks one of them and they're all like, wait, 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 it's yeah. customers. Yeah. <laughs> he immediately goes from, I'm going to kill you to, no, like, welcome. Come, come on in guys. Yeah, you welcome. Know? welcome. <laughs> That's the. The facial expression he was making, just trying to look all friendly and everything, mm-hmm. and he's not wearing a shirt. He's been in a fist fight. All he's sweaty, got, and yeah, he's all sweaty and dirty and everything. And he's like, "Come on in, we're family friendly." Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> try the try the sweet and sour chicken. It's delightful. <laughs> so, uh, not sure how much longer after this, but sometime after this, uh, Miss Chen and. Uh, and the others at the restaurant, they receive is what I'm what I'm guessing is a death threat because it's just like a, they just see a letter on the table and there's a cross there. So I'm assuming it's a death threat because uh, Uncle Wong is saying it's like I, I tried to warn you all, you didn't listen. Like now look what's now look what's happened. Uh, so Uncle Wong and Miss Chen they decide that they need to get Tong Lung out of Rome and send him back to Hong Kong. And um, and so like later that night, um, uh. While Miss Chen is trying to convince Tong Lung to uh, that that, that uh, you know I'll take you to the airport, we uh, they're gonna kill you. We need to uh, we need to get you out of here. There's a funny moment. This is supposed to be a very intense moment, but there's a scene that there's a moment in the scene rather that makes me laugh. Whenever whenever uh, Miss Chen is like trying to explain to him, um, it's like you have to leave. I don't want you to leave, but we need to get you out of here. Do you understand? And Tong Lung he shakes his head and goes, "No, I don't." <laughs> I love how blunt he's being. Like, no, I, I don't get it. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't know why you're trying to kick me out. What yeah. did I do? <laughs> yeah. And so, um, so, uh, so yeah, then, uh, we, we see the, uh, the, the gunman from before, the one that, the one that Tong Lung beat up earlier in the movie. This time he is in a building across the street with, he, and, uh, he's got a, he's got a sniper rifle and, uh, he tries to, uh, he tries to shoot Tong Lung through the window, but, uh, he misses. He's terrible. Yeah, he's not a good shot. He's not um, a good shot, and he's just quite frankly not a good sniper. Yeah. Because, you know, like, yeah, oh, I've completely got the drop on you, and I'm going to miss. Yeah. And then, <laughs> you know, Bruce Lee, he looks up. <laughs> he sees him across the street. And he ducks. And the, and the guy ducks like, oh, no. <laughs> you know, and he goes, oh, shit. And Bruce Lee stands up, and it's like, wait here. Yeah, don't and, move. Just, and just runs. And I'm sitting there like... What kind of sniper are you? Like you're gonna duck when somebody is like, like dude, shoot him! Yeah. <laughs> you know, just but... shoot him. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, Song Long he uh, he runs out of the apartment and goes across the street to find the gunman, and um, uh, the gunman he he sees uh, he like he's on the roof and he sees the um, he sees like the door. To the uh, to the roof, um, he sees the knob turn. He shoots through the door, but again misses. Which I'm sure, I'm sure he was kind of like just standing out of the way and turning the knob to make him fire all his shots off. Yeah. Um, but uh, 
but uh, yeah, Tong Lung, he throws a dart at him. You know, again, a dart. <laughs> he's got that dart. That dart. He's got him. Yeah. Um, he throws a dart and hits the gunman right in the ass, and he just runs off. Um, uh, but when he heads back to uh, the apartment, Miss Chen is gone. Um, she has been kidnapped. Uh, and this is another really funny moment. Whenever he looks around and sees that Miss Chen is gone, he picks up the phone to call, I guess, to call the restaurant to tell them that Miss Chen has, has been taken. And uh, he pulls out the he pulls out the business card. Uh, Miss Chen gave him gave him a business card earlier that had the the number to the restaurant. Um, he picks up the phone and he pulls out the card. He's going like three. Five <laughs> and the operator's like, like, I'm sorry, could you repeat that number? <laughs> and he's like, and then he's just like, I oh, fuck this, and he just leaves. And um, uh, and then I don't think he didn't even hang the phone up because he just like set it down because you can still hear the operator going, "Hello, mm-hmm. hello." <laughs> Again, backwoods guy. Yeah, he doesn't know how any of that kind of stuff works. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so um, so yeah um. Then we cut to uh, we cut back to the uh, the boss's uh, the boss's office. Miss Chen is uh, there, and again they are trying to force her to sell the restaurant to her to them rather, and um and uh um right uh right whenever uh so Miss Chen she says uh she says oh Tong Lung will be here any minute now, and uh, Mister Ho is like he just laughs and says uh. Said, "Oh no! Right now he's making peace with his maker, and then uh, then he starts whistling, and then he like slowly turns his head and sees sees him standing in the doorway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, see, so yeah, Tong Lung he shows up, and he's got some friends from the restaurant, and they're all there to get Miss Chen back. Another fight breaks out, and and it, it starts with him throwing darts again. <laughs> he just pulls out these two darts and throws them at these two guys, and then uh." Huge fight breaks out. This also has some funny moments as well as another really iconic shot of Bruce uh, kicking the light, you know, jumping up and doing mm-hmm. that switch kick to the light. Um, one of my favorite moments in this scene is when uh, is when Twin, he's he's got this one dude who keeps trying to charge at him, but he just, like, throws a kick. But he's got, like, this stick behind his back. He's, like, doing this. Yeah. He's, like, got his hand up, and he's got the stick behind his back. And the guy just lunges at him, and he just hits him, and then puts the snake back behind him. To me, one of the funniest parts of this is, like, yeah, I think this was, this was absolutely unintentional uh, to be funny. But, you know... Uh, Bruce Lee is kind of, he's just kind of standing in the back for the most part, just watching the fight and everything. Miss Chen is right there. Yeah, all the other guys him. are fighting. And then out of nowhere, one of the bad guys just walks right up to him. Yeah. And Miss Chen is like, look out. <laughs> and this dude just sucker punches Bruce Lee. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like, what were you looking at? Like, there's no way, like, just the angle that he comes up to him, like, there's no way you wouldn't have been able to see this guy walk from one end of the room to the other to just... Yeah. <laughs> so, um... Uh, and then, like, uh, right after right after the fight ends, like, they've taken out all the guys, um, we see, uh, we see the boss and Mr. Ho kind of, like, hiding behind the corner. And, uh, and Ms. Chen's like... He's over there, and then they like hide. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> they're like peeking they, around they the get corner, back, and like, then they hide back. Um, and then uh, Tong uh, Lung he walks over there, but then Mister Ho jumps out, and he's got a switchblade and a piece of paper. He's like, huh? <laughs> and Tong Lung is just standing there, like staring at him. 
And he's like, oh. And he just puts it behind his back. And it's like, oh. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so um, uh, yeah, Tomlin, he, uh, he knocks the boss back into his chair. And the boss says, you're crazy. <laughs> he's crazy. Okay. <laughs> Coming from the guy who kidnapped a woman and is constantly trying to make her sell him the restaurant. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, and then... Uh, again, you know, we see, uh, we see, uh, we see Bruce Lee like doing the doing like the knuckle cracking. You know, he's like saying, "I'm warning you, lay off," and he's um, he's just like squeezing his knuckles and and um, and then the boss like just nerv- nervously shakes his head. He's like, "Okay, <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, Mister Lee, I didn't mean to. <laughs> I won't do it again." Yeah. <laughs> um. So. Uh, uh. So yeah, Tong Long, they and friends, they all leave. And um, I love whenever the boss is just kind of sitting there and Mr. Ho, he pulls out a cigar and he puts it in his mouth and lights it for him. <laughs> and he takes like one drag and then just like smushes it into the ashtray. Because um, uh, obviously he's not happy. Um, and Mr. Ho, he tells the boss, you know, now it's time to bring in the big guns. You know, so so Mr. Ho, he tells him, he says, um, he says, uh, I figured out a way to get rid of this guy. Um I have some friends. One of them is a Japanese martial artist. The other one is a European martial artist. And, um, and, uh, he says, like, they're both good, but they may not cooperate with each other. Um, and then the boss says, money will buy cooperation. And then Mr. O says, oh, okay, well, if money isn't a problem, then I suggest we call in Colt. And, uh, he tells, uh, Mr. O tells the boss that Colt is America's best fighter. And uh, he says he'll beat Tong Lung. I'm even willing to bet my life on it. And so, uh, yeah. And so, um, so he picks up the phone. And another one of my favorite lines. He picks up the phone and he says, "Hello, operator. I like to call America." Yes, America. <laughs> and um, and then we see, uh, then we see, we see Colt has come to Rome, and that is, of course, Chuck Norris, the legend himself. I love the music that plays whenever you see him on screen. When he makes his first appearance, it's pretty it's pretty great because at this point in time there's a lot of people that know who Chuck Norris is and you know, He was the world champion at the time. Yeah, right? so everyone was like, Oh boy, like here it is, here he comes and all that but one part that kinda of takes away from his big grand entrance to me is like whenever he's walking like through the airport or whatever <laughs> I and know he, what you're talking he's walking about. straight towards the camera and I mean like when they finally decide to like to cut away, to say cut and go to the next scene. The camera's his, his crotch is like <laughs> an inch and a half away from the camera at this point, and like the whole time you're watching it, you're you're not you're just sitting there like they're not about to do this. And like, no, sure, they, they literally shoved Chuck Norris's junk right in our faces, and I was just like, okay, yeah, <laughs> it's the seventies, so. Yeah. Away we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, so yeah. Uh, then, uh, and then we come back to the boss's office, and we see the the Japanese martial artist and the European martial artist, so they call them, uh, played by Huang and Shik and uh, Bob Wall, respectively. Uh, and they are not happy with one another. Yeah, they're just fighting, you know, because they don't like each other. And it's funny because Huang and Shik, uh, who plays the Japanese fighter, he is Korean, actually. You know, mm-hmm. so so I thought, <laughs> you know, they did that back then, though. That's a common thing. They still, they still do that today. Yeah, they still do that. <laughs> yeah, they 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 still like definitely cast Korean actors to play like Japanese characters or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, like um, I don't, I can't remember if I 
pointed this out on my own podcast or you talked about it on, on or Blood Chris Sport. Oh, uh, Chris's the thing with like the Native Americans. Yeah, I I'll, think that like, was yeah, on. Like I'll I'll watch uh, TV be... shows with Native Americans in it because I'm of Native American heritage, and uh, my fiance Emily will sit there and you know just because she knows I'm into just you know useless facts and everything like that. I can mm-hmm. sit there and be like, well, that guy is actually Apache in real life, or that guy is like half uh, Cheyenne and half Navajo or, you know, something or like that. I just know that kind of stuff. And <clears throat> she would look at some of them, you know, they're supposed to be playing a Native American. And um, she's like, what tribe is he from? And I'm like, Spain. <laughs> and she's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, he's Spanish. He doesn't have a drop of Native American yeah. blood in him. And then there was one, we were watching a show called Banshee, which uh, I highly recommend that show for anyone uh, that's into more very adult-themed drama, crime-type uh, show and everything. Um, but there's a girl, I can't think of her name, the actress's name, but she's in it. And she's gorgeous, for one. <laughs> and she's very, very pleasant to look at. But she's supposed to be playing, like, the daughter of this high-up Native American chief in the show. And Emily was just like, what tribe is she from? And I was like, she's just really tan. Yeah. And she's like, what? And I'm like, that girl is as white as they come. Yeah. Like, literally, not a drop of yeah. Native American blood in her. So, yeah. It's it's nothing even to this day out of the ordinary for them to be like, we need to cast this Japanese role. What about that Korean guy? Mm-hmm. He'll work. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Um so uh so yeah, uh then Colt yeah, Colt comes in and uh they he uh they decide, you know, Colt's gonna be the one to take out Tong Lung and uh then we get to see a little demonstration of his skills he takes on the Japanese fighter and he beats him up pretty bad, and um, and so um, uh, and so the uh, other uh, boss he asks Mister Ho. He's like, "Okay, has everything been arranged? What's the plan here?" And Mister Ho tells him. He says, "Uh, he says I'm gonna meet them at the uh, the Emperor's restaurant tomorrow, and uh, you know, we're gonna lure we're gonna lure them out, and you know, then uh, the, these guys are gonna ambush them. So uh, so uh, back at the Back at Miss Chen's restaurant, it's Chinese New Year. Everyone's happy and celebrating. Um, Mr. Ho comes in and he uh, and he just kind of tricks them. You know, he he says uh, he says the boss sent me to propose like a propose like a little truce. You know, he's he's sorry. He wants to meet with you guys and apologize for for everything that's happened. And uh, he says, uh, you know, so meet me tomorrow morning at the Emperor's restaurant. And so the uh, the uh, the next morning they go. Uh, uh, Tong Lung and Uncle Wong and um, Tony and Jimmy and uh, another one of the waiters, Thomas, they go to uh, they go to the restaurant and Mr. Ho is there and he says he says, "Oh, sorry, the boss isn't here. He had a uh, he had an urgent matter to attend to, but uh, my car is right outside. I can take you to him." So they all get in Mr. Ho's car and he drives him out to this field, and uh, then the 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 European and the Japanese fighter they show up in their in their karate geese. which is such a drawn out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> entrance for these two because you know there's like Walking. there's five there's five people that all show up mm-hmm. or whatever and so whenever the 
two martial artists start walking towards them. And I swear it was just the same footage that yeah. was just on repeat over and over again. It would show one character's face and then back to them walking. Then it would go to the next character's face and then back to them walking. Yeah. And they're walking like like they're walking in unison to the beat of the music and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And it's like... Okay, John Travolta. <laughs> like, come on now. Like, let's wrap this up. Yeah. Like, get up there. And so now that we've finally gotten here, I will say, other than the fight with uh, Chuck Norris, this is my favorite fight scene of the film. Oh, yeah, this is very good. I really like <clears throat> this one. Um, I, I, I would like to ask, though, just to kind of pick your brain a little bit, how would you react if someone drove you out to a field and then two guys in karate geese showed up? I mean, it would be extremely odd for one, but I mean, you know, putting myself in their situation, it really wouldn't be out of the realm of possibilities with everything else that they've dealt with at this point in time. You know, you've got a gang constantly busting up into your restaurant and fighting you off and all that kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, hey, let's drive out to this uh, undisclosed location and all that. And then you get out and then here come two uh, karate experts. You know, part of me is going to be like... (laughs) <laughs> yep, should have seen this one coming. Okay. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> so, but no, great. but if we're talking, like, if I was in that situation, yeah, I'd kind of see it coming. But no, yeah. if, like, you and me are just, you know, somebody's like, hey, come take a ride. We take a ride out to this open field, and then two guys in geese start walking towards us. You know, yeah, I'm going to be looking at you like, what, 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 what what's happening here? What, or, or, like, you know, I'm just because of my martial arts background, I'm going to start shadow boxing and everything like yeah, do we need to let's go <laughs> like you, you want to come to the show come on let's go yeah. shit oh man okay yeah so um so yeah uh fight breaks out you know we got uh we got bob wall got huang and chick fighting uh the other waiter uh thomas who was there he gets killed and uh yeah this this is a sad scene yeah like <laughs> yeah he gets killed tong lung jumps in there and he fights bob wall's character and uh, Bob Wall's just great. Oh yeah, I love Bob Wall. <laughs> um, uh, and I love uh, I love uh, uh, the um, the stuff you see in, uh, in in this particular fight between Bruce and Bob Wall's characters. Um, Bruce is like throwing um, he, he he throws like you see him like throwing like oblique kicks, you know, which is something that has become a very common uh, technique in MMA these days. Um, yeah, this movie is directly responsible for. Uh popularizing that particular technique yeah and uh but i love whenever uh he's kicking bob wall he's like kicking him in the hand he does it like two or three times and then whenever he does it again bob wall, like he takes his hand away but then he like his leg switches up and then he kicks him right in the face that was mm-hmm. perfect and then uh and he, <clears throat> he he kicks him right in the nuts he like he like bob wall throws a roundhouse kick and he bruce ducks it and then just kicks him right in the nuts from behind yeah. that's even worse than getting kicked in like from the front mm-hmm. and um and then he he does like a double leg takedown and then kills him with a with a punch right to the nuts which is so funny it's because he's like ah and then just dies right there just yeah. instantly dies <laughs> He's like, I'm in so much pain. Dead. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I, I like I like Bruce Lee's fight scenes when they're like this. Yeah. Like I that's why I consider this one to be my favorite because it's kind of like a legit fight scene. I'm not trying to 
badmouth Bruce or anything like that. Like, yeah, you know, it's arguable he was the best and all that kind of stuff. But anytime there's fight scenes where he goes up against just little minor guys, I'm not going to lie, I usually find myself getting a little bored. Because, like, there could be seven or eight dudes and they all rush at him, but every single one of them is, like, every time taken out with, like, one hit, two hits. And after a while, it's just like... Okay, we get it. Bruce, yeah, this, Bruce Lee is Superman. Yeah. You know, like these guys don't stand a chance against him. But whenever they actually put, you know, like a big fight like this or something or like that, where it takes multiple hits to put them down and all that kind of stuff, I think the choreography is better. And just, I don't know, I just, I prefer fight scenes like this as opposed to him being surrounded by like seven or eight guys and just wrecking them the, yeah. way, that, the way that he does. Yeah, this, uh, this fight scene is definitely very, it's much more calculated. And, uh, you know, because you see him, like, gauging distance and, again, like, throwing kicks, like, very, like, fast kicks to the legs and to the hands and just try, trying to fake him out and get him to make a mistake. Um, so, yeah, he takes out Bob Wall's character, and then we see Huang and Shik. He is beating the bejesus out of Tony and Jimmy. And um, so Tong Long, he, he walks up and fights him, which uh, it, right when that fight starts, he, like, picks him up and just throws him right on the ground. <laughs> And um, and uh, and um, what and right the way the fight ends is great for me because I love it's like hilarious. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love the way he he kind of like a so he he launches at him, but then Bruce he he kicks him in the leg, and the dude kind of like falls to one knee, then kicks him right in the face, like <laughs> shin to face. Ooh. That looked like it hurt. He probably actually hit him right there. Um, Bruce Lee was a fan of uh. Actual contact and some yeah of, he, some he of his yeah moves, he did so. yeah he did hit them a little bit yeah yeah <laughs> um uh and uh right when uh like right as that fight ends uh the Japanese fighter he's just struggling to get back to his feet and then Tony and Jimmy jump in there and just gang up on him it's like they're like oh, it's time to finish him off now yeah. this is for beating us up a little while ago and Bruce Lee's like. Guys, it's over, man. Like, leave him alone. Yeah, they, you know, say, he said, "Hey, leave him if he gives up." Like, yeah. <laughs> but they, but yeah, they, they both, uh, like Tony and Jimmy, knock him out, and then, um, and then uh, uh, Uncle Wong and uh, uh, Tong Long, they see, uh, they see uh, Mister Ho. He was hiding behind a tree the whole time. Uh, he jumps out and he t- and he's like saying, "Hey," he's like, "Hey." Come on, if you dare, you know, and then he like runs off and Tong Lung chases after him. And uh, as he takes off, Uncle Wong, he goes over to check on Tony and Jimmy and then he stabs them both in the back, literally. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. Like big twist of the movie. Didn't see it coming. Um, I'm actually I'm not going to lie. That that particular scene bums me out because yeah. I, I liked, I liked uh, Bruce Lee's little lackeys. Yeah, they the were movies. cool characters. And, and pretty much see them get picked off one by one in this, you know, big climactic scene. It's just like, dang, man. Yeah. Like, this, this is freaking sad. Yeah. So, yeah, Uncle Wong, he pulls out a knife and kills both of them. And he, uh, he tells, he's telling, uh, he tells uh, Tony, you know, he says, uh, he says, um, he says, I have a wife and, uh, I have a wife and kids waiting for me in Hong Kong. You know, if, you know, if, if we, uh, if we cooperate with this, with these people and sell the restaurant, they'll pay me very handsomely and I will go back home a very rich man to my family, you know, so like I have to do this. It has to be this way. And, uh, don't feel sorry for him though. Yeah. (laughs) Because he, he also was just, 
Nope. <laughs> I'm, uh, nope. I'm holding the grudge. Yeah. So, um, I'm sorry. I lost all respect for his character yeah. at that moment. And, and this is really creepy too, like because he, you know, he like does that very evil cackling laugh, and the camera like zooms in, yeah, like right into focus, and then it, and then as as they pull back focus, it shifts over to Tong Lung chasing Mister Ho into the Coliseum. Yeah. Um. Which yeah, that was creepy. Uh. So uh. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, Tong Lung, he is chasing Mr. Ho, and they end up in the Colosseum, the very famous Colosseum in Rome. And um, and right when he walks in, like way off at the other end of the of the uh, of the uh, the arena or whatever you want to call it, um, he you see Chuck Norris or Colt standing there, and he does that very iconic thumbs up, thumbs down thing. And uh, which I'm not gonna lie, I've always thought. Ever since I first saw this movie, you know, because stupid things run through my brain almost 24-7. <laughs> and, you know, putting myself into the story, like, Colt, naturally, he, he would walk through the entrance of the Coliseum, just as uh, Bruce Lee's character did. And then whenever he got there, he would just, you know, I imagine he just kind of stood around, like, okay, yeah, this would be a good spot for the fight and all that kind of stuff. And then, like, at some point in time, it clicked in his head, like... I'm going to go to the complete opposite end of the Coliseum. Not Miles just, away from not, him. <laughs> not just be on the arena floor. I'm going to actually go up into I don't know, the bleachers, I guess something you would like call that. it, or yeah. something like that. I don't know. Uh, you know, he like I'm going to go way up there to where I'm literally like you could probably shout at each other and not understand <laughs> what each other is saying, and I'm just going to stand here with my hands on my hips and. I'll wait. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, and how awkward would it have been if Bruce Lee showed up before he was there? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and he gets like, there oh, and everything. Shit. And after a while, Chuck Norris is like, crap, you know, and he's like running up the steps real quick. Like, oh, oh no, <laughs> I got to let him see me. And then yeah. jumps up there and then like Bruce Lee would be down there like, why is he breathing so heavy? Like, <laughs> giving his thumbs down and everything. Like, let's go, man. Let's just do it. <laughs> so, um, so, uh, yeah, so, um, uh, Tong Lung, he is making his way like around the Coliseum, trying to catch up to Colt. While he's doing that, we see, we hear Mister Ho like taunting him constantly, just yelling Which at is him. Annoying. Yeah, that's really annoying. <laughs> if you didn't want to punch that character in the face before this, you're gonna want to do it whenever he's taunting Bruce Lee because yeah. of, like <sighs> he's like he's like yelling, "You're trapped inside." Uh, the man you saw just now is going to kill you. It's stupid. Some yeah. of the things he would say, he'd be like, you're trapped inside. <laughs> yeah. And then the next one would be like, you're at death's door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, like he does that. Soon like, you will be a dead man. Yeah. He does that like seven times. Yeah. And you're like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So anyway, uh, so Tong Lung, he catches, he, he catches up and we see him and Colt face off. And, you know, it's finally time. Like, the one of the most iconic fights in all. Which, there was, like, a good solid five minutes of him, like, going th all through the Coliseum trying to find him. Yeah. And you could see him kind of, like, you know, staring at him and all that kind of stuff. Just building suspense. Yeah, never realizing he's there. Yeah, and so, yeah, when they finally face off and you're, you're just, like, you know, even whenever you've seen the movie so many times, mm -hmm. like me, and, like, they finally come, like, face to face you know how the fight's gonna go. You yeah. know what happens, and you're sitting there still like, here we go! Like, <laughs> yeah, Chuck Norris versus Bruce Lee! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, and I love, I love, like, whenever they take, 
they they like take a few minutes to warm up. Like you know, they're they're both kind of just in their own little world and they're getting ready to fight. Oh yes, one hundred percent out of respect for one another because yeah. they they pretty much know. Like you know, Colt has obviously been told about uh, Bruce Lee's character, and so he's like, I'm gonna have to take you seriously. And then Bruce Lee's obviously like, you know, he they sent the other two at me at the same time. They sent you Alone. by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm pretty, I think it's safe to say you're easily the best of the three. So, yeah. While you're warming up, I'm absolutely going to warm up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which, you know, after just being in the fight that he was in and then going for a good jog and <laughs> going all through every inch of the Coliseum trying to find this guy, you would think his cardio would be good at that yeah. point. Like, you know, he's like... The blood's pumping, so, yeah. so <laughs> but, you know um, they you know they had to do it for uh, theatrical purposes and yeah, all that kind of stuff to have him uh, you know showing like his shoulder blades yeah. raising up and all that and then just numerous numerous times there's this random kitten yeah that's in there and like the camera is focusing on the cat just yeah, as much so as much focusing on, the cat, on yeah. them and it's just like what yeah. <laughs> like what's going on yeah and um. You know, and we see, uh, you know, we see another another moment that most people know Bruce Lee for is like when he bent, when he like leans forward, you know, like in his head, his face is like touching his shins. Oh yeah, yeah. I wish I could do that. <laughs> Where it basically looks like a, a human staple. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, fight starts, and they wait for the cat to meow to start fighting, which uh, which is just weird. That, that was, I guess that was just the equivalent of a bell ringing, ready, ready, set, go. Or yeah, something like a that. bell ringing or whatever. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, the, the fight starts, and at first, Cold is too good. You know, like he he uh, Tong Long isn't really doing much. He he he's he's doing what he can. He's like throwing kicks and stuff like that, but he's he's still like not really landing anything. Cold is like landing some really good shots, some good kicks and punches and stuff like that. Um, you know, uh, and, and, you know, Bruce, he, he even grabs his chest hair, which <laughs> was so awkward. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, he grabs it, he rips you it hear off that and everything. bass drop too. The yeah. part, the part that I've always thought was funny to where I'm like, well, that didn't work out at all. How you wanted it to was after he rips it off, you know, he's standing there and he's got it in his hand yeah. and he blows in his hand, like trying to blow it away. It doesn't go and away. And it very obviously just doesn't go anywhere. So then he just <laughs> wipes, it, wipes off. it off. So like, you know, I don't know if that's what he was aiming for. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just very awkward to be like, crap. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, this is disgusting. <laughs> cool moment ruined. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, uh, so yeah, um, after after taking some pretty heavy hits, Tong Lung realizes that he needs to he needs to kind of you know ch- change tracks here. He needs to adapt. So he he loosens up and he starts bouncing around. You know, ch- like trying to gauge distance, get a feel of Colt, and uh, very much adopts a Jeet Kune Do style. Yeah, exactly. Of fighting like with his stance and uh, leading with like his strong arm and all that kind of stuff. Like yeah, it, it was pretty much a. Uh, the rest of that fight was pretty much a commercial for Jeet Kune Do. Yeah, at that, <laughs> at that point. So yeah, because once that happens, Colt Colt can't land anything. He is just terrible. Which I'm not gonna lie, I wish that that would have gone differently. I know, yeah. I know that Chuck and Bruce were very good friends at that point in time. Like, I mean, the whole reason why Chuck was even in the movie was because Bruce Lee asked him to be, and he's like, "I want you to be the bad guy, and I'm going to beat you." 
And so, and Chuck Norris, they were on the phone, I believe. And Chuck Norris yeah. was kind of like, was like, oh, well, ain't that something? Yeah. Like, you want to <laughs> beat the world karate champion? And Bruce Lee's like, no, I'm going to kill the world karate yeah. champion. And so, you know, I know that they were good friends. I know it was Bruce Lee's movie. But at the same time, don't get me wrong. I love the fight scene. It's one of my favorite fight scenes yeah. ever. I watch it on YouTube all the time. Yeah, it's like, great. Like, uh, and I've seen versions of it that's like, uh, it's the fight scene, but you have like some of the words from Bruce Lee and some of his interviews like mm. playing over it and all that kind of stuff, like with different types of music and everything. Like, I've watched that fight scene a lot. Yeah, yeah. But I wish, like, there's no tomorrow that just because Bruce Lee started bouncing up and down and like, okay, I'm going to switch styles real quick. Like you didn't just have to mop the floor with Colt like that. Yeah. Dude. Like, you know, you could have let him put up a little bit more of a fight because yeah. it was literally like night and day. Yeah. Like the, was... fir- the first part of the fight, Colt is stomping a mud hole in him. And then it's like, you know, it was some Dragon Ball Z freeze of garbage where it was literally <laughs> like, okay, well now I'm going to fight you at 100%. And then yeah. just like, yeah. Just completely wrecks him. But, you yeah, know, it whatever. Goes, it was it goes from one-sided to one-sided. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And it's just like, you know, ah. But, ah, I mean, you know, you and I have watched enough UFC fights and everything like that. Sometimes that happens. Yeah, it goes like that sometimes. sometimes. you know, somebody will get wrecked in the first round and then come out in the second round. And it's like, they're a whole different fighter yeah. <laughs> and everything. But So, you know, it happens. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, this was... Bruce Lee versus Chuck Norris. Yeah. And I would have liked a more back and forth brawl mm-hmm. between them instead of just, oh, Chuck Norris is winning. Oh, nope, Bruce never Lee's mind. Bruce winning. Lee is winning. Yeah. And, okay, that's it. It's over. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but the, uh, anyway, the, even so, the choreography here is brilliant. It is very, very good. Um, you know, and again, you know, we see we see Bruce like throwing throwing a lot of oblique kicks and stuff like that, and he even wins the fight with a guillotine, basically like a standing guillotine choke, breaks his neck, um, also breaks his arm and his leg. Like like that, that was another thing. Like he messes him up. Yeah, like right at the end, <laughs> he breaks his arm, breaks his leg, and uh, and he just continues to fight. I, I remember thinking, like, dude, Cole, come on, like just <laughs> uh, yeah, like it's one of those things. Like I know what you're going for. Like he's got the fighting spirit. He ain't got no quid in him and everything. Quit, but at yeah. the same time, like dude, literally half of your body is not working. Yeah, like you know, <laughs> you can't even stand. Like learn to call it quits. Yeah, Bruce Lee is shaking his head at you. No, basically <laughs> saying don't, don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. And you're like, okay, whenever my body was 100, percent I got my tail handed to you. But surely. This last little bit that I have, you know, that's going to do the trick. Mm. <laughs> like, huh, ar- ar- no arm, no leg, that's fine. I'll just tackle him. Oh, no, yeah. guillotine. Yeah. No, neck snapped. <laughs> I'm dead. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and his soul leaves his body just like, what was I thinking? <laughs> He's <pretty. laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, Tong Lung, he, uh, he kills Colt. And uh, and he's very upset about it. Yeah, he didn't want to kill him. You know, he you you can tell he's visibly upset. He didn't want to kill him, and and he you know he does the honorable thing. You know, he honors the dead, pay, like pays pays him respect. And if you think about it, they were kind of leading up to that moment that he's not a fan of killing because look at all the times that this gang, the gang members, the boss, and all that kind of stuff. How many times they just kept pushing every button he's got, and then he yep. would stop them and basically be like. 
I'm warning you, stop yeah. this. And then they would do it again. And then he's like, I told you <laughs> to stop this. And he just kept warning them and kept warning them. And even going up against Colt, when Colt is like, you know, still trying to fight to his last breath and everything, he shakes his head like, don't do it. Mm-hmm. And it's like it clicked in his head, like, you know, kind of like a, a Zod versus Superman thing in Man mm-hmm. of Steel. Like, this only ends one way. <laughs> like, yeah. either you die or I do. And so... Bruce Lee finished him off, and yeah, he, you could see it in his face. He was very upset. He was not a fan of uh, taking a life and all that. So yeah, you know, uh, probably my favorite scene of the entire fight is uh, whenever he goes back and gets his gi, mm-hmm. gets his belt, and lays it on it. You know, just respect from one martial artist to another. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, right as the fight ends, uh, Tong Lung, he sees Mr. Ho running out of the Coliseum. Of course he does, because he's a chicken. Yeah, he's like, you bastard! And and so uh, he chases after him. They go all the way back to the field where Uncle Wong was left with Tony and Jimmy. Um, That he's been standing there completely stationary. While still holding the knife the entire time. Yeah. Like. <laughs> so, yeah, he, uh, so Mr. Ho, he runs up to Uncle Wong, and he tells Uncle Wong, he's like, oh my God, we're not done. <laughs> and um, he's like, we're not finished. And uh, he sees Tong Lung catching up to him, and Uncle Wong, he cuts himself on the arm, you know, just to make it, just to maintain his cover, kind of. And, um, you know, and then he like starts fake crying to Tong Lung. He's like, "We've been betrayed. Like Tony and Jimmy are dead." And he's like wiping his fake tear. He's like, "Oh no, God, please." <laughs> um, uh, and uh, so Tong Lung, he 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 confronts Mister Ho, um, while Mister uh, Uncle Wong, rather Uncle Wong, is um, uh, he's he's trying to sneak up on him and stab him. But then the boss shows up and he shoots and kills Mister Ho. I love when he he's running up to him. He's like, "Hey, boss! Hey, and boss! He bow!" Like, oh. No. Just starts blasting and everything, hey, and so he, he goes goes down. Hey, he bet his life that Colt would win, he did. and he lost. He did. <laughs> yeah. That was a foreshadowing at yeah. its best. He's like, I bet my life that Colt will beat him, and then literally not three minutes after Colt does not beat him, yeah. he's dead. So yeah, yeah that was a, that was a pretty good play right there. Yeah. And uh, this uh, and then this part, like right after he shoots Mister Ho. Um, uh, Tong Long, he looks behind him and sees Uncle Wong holding the knife, and he tries to stab him in Tong Long. He just, like, he just, like, casually steps over to, like, dodge the knife. Like, what you doing, man? Yeah. Like, what the hell, dude? And, uh, but, like, uh, right whenever he, like, he, like, does that stabbing motion and, and Bruce moves, he reacts to getting shot even though the boss didn't shoot him yet. I know, it's very subtle, but if you, if you just watch closely, you'll see, like, he, he like does the thrust and then he's like, oh, <laughs> well, I mean, like, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. It is funny. It is very strange to see, but uh, I don't know if you were aware of this, but the film was actually shot without sound. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, like, that's why a lot of the dialogue just seems very, very weird. Yeah. Very out of place. The sound effects seem very out of place at times because, you know, that takes a whole lot more money. <laughs> yeah. to, to film something like that with sound. So they were basically like, we're just going to film it and we'll just add audio later. And yeah, that was that's probably... That's how most of them were back yeah, then. that was probably one of the things. Whoever added the audio for the gunshot just did it like a split second yeah. too early and they didn't catch it in the editing process. It happens. Yeah. I mean, there's an airplane in Troy. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. so I mean, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes things just get past the... Uh, yeah, I the forgot editing. about that. Um... 
yeah, so anyway, uh, yeah, the boss, he kills Mr. Ho and Uncle Wong, um, and then the cops show up and arrest him, and then that's pretty much it. That's, that's Way of the Dragon, you know, uh, we see, uh, you know, we, we end with, uh, Tong Long and, uh, Miss Chen, they're at the, they're at the cemetery, you know, because many of their friends just died, and so they're, um, they're paying their respects, and Tong Long decides it's time to head home, back to Hong Kong, and he, uh, he walks off into the sunset, and that's it, Way of the Dragon. Um, Great movie, my, yeah, my favorite Bruce Lee film. Yeah, this is an excellent movie. It's um, it's not my favorite, but that's not to say this is this is a not a good movie because it's it's very very good, you know. And and much like much like you just said, and what many other people have said, this is probably Bruce's best film. You know that this was this was him. This was like like you said earlier. This was him being himself. This is like an expression. Like this is him expressing himself the best possible way he knew how to. Mm-hmm. You know, so th- this was 100% Bruce, 100% his vision. So, you know, it's most certainly... It's the only film that was 100% him because yeah. some of the other ones, you know, he had, like, there were other directors or there were other producers or uh, Enter the Dragon, you know, unfortunately he passed before it was completely done <laughs> and all of that. So, yeah, this film is the only one he ever did that is 100% him yeah he wrote it he directed it he helped edit it like you know it it had his hands all over it and i don't know it just stands out to me more Mm -hmm, definitely you can tell that you know there's just something about it it's different Mm -hmm. than the other ones that he's done and i think it absolutely has something to do with the fact that this is the only one that he had the amount of control on that he did yeah I think, uh, you know, I, I've, I've said in the past, my favorite Bruce Lee film was Fist of Fury, which is, it's an excellent movie. Um, but I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% willing to admit that it, that is probably more, uh, nostalgia for me because that was my, that was my introduction to Bruce Lee. Like I, I wouldn't have known who he was had I not seen that movie first. Oh no, I get it. Yeah. That, that makes sense. I'm yeah. the same way when it comes to Star Wars. Like yeah. I'll tell anybody, uh, you know, unpopular opinion. Uh, Return of the Jedi, Episode Six. It's my favorite Star Wars film. Of oh, yeah, the, I of love the, Return of, of the Jedi. original uh, of the original trilogy. Same. And there were a lot of people, you know, they watch A New Hope first, and then they watch The Empire Strikes Back. And to so many people, The Empire Strikes Back is considered the best. But I've mentioned it numerous times before. I watched the original trilogy backwards. Yeah, like, Return of the Jedi was my introduction to Star Same. Wars. Mine too. And so when I first see it, like. That's the first time I saw Vader. That's the first time I saw Luke and all that kind of stuff. I didn't know what the world was going on. Yeah. You know, so I didn't know I was watching part three of a yeah. freaking movie. Yeah. But, you know, so, like, yeah, anytime I watch Return of the Jedi, I'm like, I'm like, this is it. This is what started my journey and everything like that. And whenever people are like, oh, Empire, Empire Strikes Back is the best one. And I'm like, eh, I like Return of the Jedi. And they're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I can't help it. That's the one that got me into it. And yeah. Everything. So, yeah. yeah, I get that uh, nostalgia definitely plays a factor. Yeah. But this, uh, yeah, but again, that, that by no means like makes this movie bad. This is a very, very good movie. It's Bruce 100% expressing himself. It's got great choreography, great characters, a lot of funny moments. Um and, uh, you know, again, sadly, this was the only movie where we got to see Bruce really expressing himself. You know, we were going to get Game of Death after after that movie, after this movie, Way of the Dragon, rather. And, you know, unfortunately, he couldn't finish it, and um, which is disappointing. You know, I would have loved to see what that whole movie was because the Game of Death we ended up getting was in absolutely no way his vision. It was so far from what he wanted it to be. <laughs> so, so far. <laughs> 
Yeah. But, you know, that's a conversation for another day. And uh, that's it for today, everybody. Thanks, as always, for listening. And, Cal, thank you for joining me. No problem, buddy. Yeah. Again, I'm sorry we had to do this a week ahead, but I won't, I, I, I won't, I won't be here. I don't, I don't care. I mean, yeah. like, <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm, it's not that I don't care you won't be here. I mean, I don't care <laughs> that we did it a week in advance. I mean, yeah. You know, so, um, you, you just texted me and was like, hey, you want to record? And I'm like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I've got nothing else going on. Emily's yeah. out of town. What else am I going to do? Chill yeah. out with the dogs? I mean, I've been doing that all week. Like, please give me some human interaction. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, don't forget, everybody. Episode uh, episode 30 is obviously up next. That will air on December 11th. We're going to be talking about a very, a very, uh, very uh, classic early film in the career of the legendary Scott Atkins. We're going to be talking about a movie called Ninja. Um, I'm looking forward to that one. This is, That's going to be our first uh scott atkins discussion we haven't talked about him yet and my wife absolutely adores scott atkins so she's looking forward to that one and uh we're gonna have a lot of fun with it so yeah episode 30 on ninja airs december 11th and uh don't forget as always i must mention to follow me on instagram go to instagram and follow me at caleb bryant nine and go to facebook.com slash kung fu cinema nine to check out my facebook page um you know, if you guys ever have questions or anything like that, don't uh, don't hesitate to message me. I I'm always ready to respond to you guys. If you guys are listening to me on uh, on any other platforms like Spotify or Apple, don't forget to leave a rating and uh, a review if you would like. Uh, but the more you uh, the more you rate the show, the more likely it is to show up in suggestions and stuff like that. And uh, I will now turn it over to Cal. Let him uh, plug his show, Kaiju Carnage, Cal. Okay, yeah, guys, um, I've been on here before, as y'all know, and uh, I have my own podcast <clears throat> called uh, Kaiju Carnage, a Godzilla slash King Kong podcast. I do not just talk about Godzilla and King Kong. Um, at the time of this recording right now, I actually um, released an episode today. It's the third film in the Gamera franchise. So, yeah, I talk about if it's got a giant monster in it, I, you know, I'm down to talk about it and yeah. all of that. So, yeah, uh, same thing. Go give me a... You know, go check me out on Facebook's Kaiju Carnage, uh, Godzilla slash King Kong podcast. Same exact title and profile picture on any podcasting platform. And, you know, yeah, go go check it out. And if not, oh well. <laughs> yeah. Bye. I I mean, <laughs> our shows aren't for everyone. <laughs> they're not. They're yeah. not. I mean, there's a, there's a certain amount, only a certain few people that can be like, hey, you want to watch a martial arts film that was made in the... 50s sure <laughs> or like hey you want to watch a giant monster movie that's made with stop motion that was <laughs> that came out in the 30s sure like you know like it's a it's a very selective genre that uh you and i have picked <laughs> yeah so uh yeah that's it for today guys uh once again don't forget to uh don't forget to check out the facebook and the instagram pages for not just caleb kung fu cinema but kaiju carnage as well once again episode 30 on ninja airs december 11th so until then take care guys <laughs>